what's up and welcome back to Movie Buffers. This is Jordan and this episode is going to be about the hit spin-off of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. And this has been a long journey for me. I was watching Breaking Bad back when it was airing its final episode, so naturally I was stoked when I heard about this show. Hopping into this show on day one and it has been a snail of a slow burn from the get-go. I'm still really trying to process that final season and that jab to the heart of an ending. It closed up some questions I had about Breaking Bad, although I will say that what part of what made the Breaking Bad finale so great was the mystery of the outcomes of the other characters, and I think they closed that all up really well, but I, I, I think I do I need to watch the series again? It is an amazing show, but once you add up all the artsy long takes of, you know, of like a of like a statue or an exit sign or something, that's a lot of time spent looking at that kind of stuff before you get into any meat of the story. Then again, those shots are important foreshadowings, things to come later, but I think you get where I'm coming from. It feels like it's been forever that I've been watching this show. Each episode, I'm like, all right, let's see where this is going. And then the next episode will even be a little bit more of a cliffhanger and then so on and so forth. But it has definitely been one of the best shows to come out since Breaking Bad itself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have a deep love for this show, but there's still quite a bit about it that I found very aggravating. A lot of the continuation of the Breaking Bad stuff, or should I say tie-in stuff, and bringing back Gus Fring, it all felt like it was just paying fans a service and tickling that nostalgia bone. When we'd stray off the path of Jimmy McGill and follow like Gus or Mike or Nacho or seeing more of Tuco, I felt that all that stuff could have stayed a mystery to some level. That was part of the terror of these villains, is the mystery of knowing that they were out there close by doing some of these things. And I felt that this show gave us too much of a glimpse behind that curtain. Of We got to see how the sausage was made, and it, it didn't always land with me. And the fact that everyone looks 15 years older than they did in Breaking Bad, it's unsettling to me, and it actually really takes me out of the moment more than half of the time. They did not give a f- man. Same with Al Camino. I thought that it seemed strange that they didn't de-age any of them, especially in this show where they had that Sony and AMC money to make it look as authentic as they could. Watching Breaking Bad and then going right into El Camino and then this show, it doesn't feel right time-wise at all. You, you kind of forget that this is all supposed to take place over two years. That is so fucking insane to me. I mean, when you really think about it, it is very strange. And, and, and anyway, those are my nitpicks and let's get into that final season. And if you didn't want any spoilers, please turn back now because here we go. Okay, so the final season of Better Call Saul is very good. I didn't want to say anything like amazing or incredible. I just think for right now, it was good enough. It, it's just crazy to think that seven years ago, almost eight, when we first saw Saul in that Cinnabon, that this is where it would all end up. I remember being really on edge wondering if Kim was going to die somehow because of one of Jimmy's mistakes, and many times I didn't see why she loved him so much, especially having so much respect for his brother as a lawyer and a person, but that is one thing I could definitely say I was wrong about. I will also say that Lalo was a great addition to the show. Even though he lived in the shadows of Gus, it was nice to see a villain that, that made Fring even shake in his shorts, and the demise of Howard Hamlin, oof, that was like a sting to the groin. I didn't care for Saul's reaction to that though, it, it always seems like like Bob's playing around with his acting. It works for a lot of the show, but when he sees a guy getting his head blown off in front of him, I don't really buy that reaction he had. Kim, on the other hand, she's been killing it in this role from day one of the show. I think that the end of the series was a great commentary on the character of Saul Goodman, all the regrets he had, the guilt of kind of being the one behind his brother's suicide. It all came into play here. I believe that he got back into being a crook in Nebraska because he sees no value in his worth. The funny, I'm ahead of the game and I won mentality. He, it's all actually a front for the broken man who knows he's never done anything actually good in his entire life. That man on the inside of Saul is Jimmy. He was always lesser than. 
He was never good enough for anyone except for the crooks in New Mexico and his girlfriend. It is a very sad and tragic story of a man who acted impulsively to further his game and his mind to make worth for himself. That's why when Kim served him with those papers, we saw him turn into the full potential Saul Goodman we all know and love to hate. The show is most definitely about regret. One of my favorite parts of the finale was when Saul asked guest starring Brian Cranston what he would go back and change about his life if he had a time machine. This part was one of the most important scenes in the series. Walter says, if you want to ask me about regrets, then ask me about regrets. Don't make up some scientifically impossible scenario to talk about how you're feeling bad about yourself right now. The foreshadowing in the show is absolutely incredible. From the Time Machine book that Chuck reads early on in the series to the cutout of Saul Goodman in the dumpster later when they are cleaning out the estate, I think that Saul turning back into a crook in Nebraska showed that un unless he got caught, he was never going to truly change. In fact, another question that Walter sent his way in the finale was, so you were always like this, which showed how vulnerable and sad Jimmy actually is. No matter where he was or who he was pretending to be, he couldn't escape the crook that Jimmy had become due to force of habit by never being good enough in his brother's eyes. So Saul gets caught by that old woman in Nebraska, and I was like, oh man, dude, this lady is the one who's going to bring him down. I couldn't believe it. Saul gets busted in the dumpster like right away, and man, that scene almost gave me a heart attack. I guess I was still very much rooting for my man Jimmy to make it out, but that wouldn't have helped him. That wouldn't have helped him become a better person. That wouldn't have helped him find peace. He needed that closure with Kim. He needed to confess about what really happened with Chuck. As much as I wanted him to just get the seven years and then find Kim and live happily and free, and it's just not the way that Vince Gilligan does things, though. And he delivers on the consequences. We get a full circle callback to the two of them sharing smoke on the stairwell, and this is where we hear that he will be serving like 92 years in prison or something like that. And this scene just kind of broke your heart. I love how he talked the prosecuting attorney down to like seven years and it made it seem like he was going to work the system from the inside, which for a second there, I actually thought he was going to do. But what he ends up doing was actually very necessary. Confessing to being in cahoots with Walter White and organizing a drug empire. And then he also breaks down and confesses everything that Marie and Gomez's wife and, and, and Kim, they all needed to hear that to move on with their lives. So it was a very big move for Saul and he even takes his name back, Jimmy McGill, and the truth has set him free. And mentally, that is. And you see that he thrives on the inside. He ends up doing the exact same thing he would be doing on the outside in Nebraska, making baked goods in a prison of his own conscience. And all the lawyering, it ended up doing him a favor on the inside as well. Everyone treats him like a god, and at least he finally gets that pat on the back for something. There was so much, like so many incredible stories and arcs that, that we get to explore in this series and I feel like it had achieved what it set out to do and, and more so. The fan service and the bad de-aging makeup aside, this is definitely as good if not better on a whole different scale than Breaking Bad. I'm giving Better Call Saul an A-. minus. Well, so that's it. It's all said and done now. And I'll admit, it's hard for me to say goodbye. Breaking Bad was one of my all-time favorite TV shows for a very long time, until I watched all the Sopranos, and nothing touches that show. But it's sad to know that Breaking Bad is officially over. There was some comfort to me knowing that Saul was making cinnamon rolls in Nebraska. It truly is an end of an era, but I hope to see more of Gilligan soon. Well, that's it. That's the show. Please like and subscribe and smash the bell so you can get notified when new episodes come out on this channel. And this is Movie Buffers. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. I said